Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Of course, powered by Overtime Media. I am Jake Kokorowski. Senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com, your rivals.com destination for all things Wisconsin athletics. From the recruiting trail, inside Camp Randall Stadium, and of course, on the court of the Kohl Center. And that latter part, we're going to really dive into, obviously, happy March Madness to everyone. Of course, the NCAA tournament starts today. We are recording Thursday morning. This will be up probably by about the noon hour on Thursday for those listening. And what we're going to do, obviously, Wisconsin the number three seed in the Midwest region, 24 and seven overall this season, takes on number 14 seed Colgate. And with that, we're going to do a couple of things with uh, really, I'm going to play back with what we got at Badger Blitz. We have obviously this podcast, but we also have Badger Blitz TV, our YouTube channel, really, which we have interviews, we have, uh, you know, obviously analysis, Q and A's, everything. And so what I wanted to do is really kind of cross pollinate that you're going to hear this conversation right now, this entire preview, Ben Wargle and I put together on the site, uh, on Badger Blitz TV last night, just published this morning, but we'll have the audio on this right now. And then also kind of give you a little bit too, of what we're doing. Uh, at the end of it, I will go and essentially uh, play back the audio that we had with Clint Cosgrove, our rivals.com recruiting analyst. We do a weekly Q and a with him. It's great content. He talked about two 2023 quarterback offers for the football program that just went out with JJ Cole and Dante Moore, two highly regarded signal callers there. So that is some great content right there. But before that quick promo, we have going on at badgerblitz.com. New users go to badgerblitz.com. Enter promo code BADGERS22. Get your first year for only $22, less than $2 a month. Offer ends April 1st. Again, BADGERS22 for the promo code for new users. Go to BADGERSBLITZ.COM. Get all the great coverage there. Without further ado, let's get to the conversation I had with Ben Morgel, our senior writer who covers the men's basketball beat from last night here on BADGERSBLITZ.COM and the BADGERSBLITZ.COM podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of Badger Blitz TV. I'm Jay Kokorowski, senior writer at BadgerBlitz.com, your rivals.com destination for all things Wisconsin athletics from the recruiting trail inside Camp Randall Stadium, of course, on the court of the Cole Center. That's what we are going to be talking about today. When this will publish, will be on either late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. It's happy March Madness. Everybody's already started with the first four, all that going on in Dayton, but Wisconsin kicks off as the number three seed in the Midwest region against number 14 seed Colgate on Friday, the late tip off 8 50 PM central time. I believe on TBS and joining us to talk some March madness. We haven't had one of these basketball ones in a while. Join a good buddy from badgerblitz.com fellow senior writer covering the basketball beat for us. Benjamin Wargo, Ben man, long time. No see, uh, in terms of uh, video man, but you know, you've caught Wisconsin, you know, this entire season, a pick 10th, 
you know, in a preseason poll for the conference, t- they go on and decide to say, hey, you know, they're they're going to go and get the regular season title uh, in terms of a tie with Illinois. And now they're the number three seed in the Midwest region, quite, quite the regular season. And, you know, to we'll see what they can do now. Yeah. And, and then the top number three seed, the number nine overall seed by the committee. And so, you know, we've talked all season long about how this team has kind of surpassed expectations and it's just another kind of feather in their cap for what they've done this year. And I think in a lot of ways, and I've said this to you before, that Wisconsin's kind of playing with house money now because they've so overachieved in the eyes of so many people that no matter really what happens, this season will be viewed as as a success. Certainly, you know, to lose two straight coming into the NCAA tournament, and if you bow out in the first weekend when you're playing just down the road in Milwaukee, people will be a little disappointed in, in the finish. But certainly, when you look at the grand scheme of things, how impressive this season has been for so many different uh, different reasons. Uh, the coaching job of Greg Gard has been fantastic this year when there were so many question marks about him coming into the season. Um, the play of Brad Davison, who's having a career year, how Johnny Davis really has come out of nowhere to become Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, this is the third first-team AP All-American in school history, along with uh, Orlando Tucker and Frank Kaminsky, I believe, are the other two. Um, you look at the, the development of guys like Tyler Wall, and Chucky Hepburn is a true freshman. Stephen Crawl, um, just really impressive play pretty much across the board with where this team is. And for them to earn the right to play in Milwaukee, close to home, uh, I think will be huge for them. Um, I, the last time Wisconsin played in Milwaukee for the NCAA tournament was against Oregon eight years ago, and that building was rocking. Um, that was a huge uh, performance by Wisconsin in the second half that the players and Greg Gard said really carried them. The fans carried them across the finish line that ended up in the final four that year. So uh, all things considered, despite what's happened uh, in the past week, week and a half with some kind of suspect performances, the entire body work has set up Wisconsin to have success coming up here in this NCAA tournament. Well, and then who are they facing? Let's, let's go into kind of the, the preview of the opponent, you know, looking at Colgate, for those that see right now up on our screen, a look, 23-11 and 11 overall record, 16-2 and 2 in the Patriot League, currently riding this, a 15-game winning streak into the NCAA tournament, Patriot League champions, uh, and, of course, the number 14 seed in the Midwest. For those just giving some quick looks, you know, some quick stats about Colgate, 76.1 points per game, uh, shooting nearly 48% from the field overall, as a team, over 40% from three-point range, you know, rebounds per game, 36.2. You know, the assist, the turnover ratio, you know, look at that, 17.2 assists per contest to only 11.3 turnovers per outing. And then look at their defense, right? Uh, opponents, you know, only 67.1 points per contest, allowing teams, you know, to shoot about 42.5% from the field, 33.4 from deep. Uh, and and whatnot too. So those are just some of the key stats on that. And you know, Ben, real quick, we'll get into the, some of the key players. Uh, for those that see up on the screen, you know, Nelly Cummings is a big name, fourteen point five points per game. You know, all the starters, uh, y- y'all can see the stats down there. You know, in, in nice, hopefully order. Y- y'all can see that. But for you know, lo- what it looks like, starters uh, are very prevalent for Colgate as. You've seen from Wisconsin as well in terms of contributions. You know, Ben, when you have this team, 
you know, looking at Colgate and what the research you've done, what stands out about Colgate that could give Wisconsin some problems coming up on Friday night? Three-point shooting. This is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. Um, they're shooting over 40% from three. I think it's 40.3. Yep. Uh, that's second in the NCAA in field goal percentage coming into the game. So this is a team that shoots a lot of threes, and they make a lot of threes. And it's not just one guy. It's a whole bunch of guys that shoot threes. Uh, senior guard Oliver Lynch Daniels is, I think, 54%. Uh, junior Ryan uh, Moffitt is, I think, 44.7 around there. They were first and second in the Patriot League in shooting an individual three-point field goal percentage. And the Ra Raiders have five players that shoot over 35.9% uh, from three. So it's a team that you can't just key in on one player. And Wisconsin, for the most part, has done a good job this year of running teams off the three-point line. But, you know, there's a lot of similarities between what Colgate likes to do and what Wisconsin likes to do. They have some bigs in the middle that shoot a high percentage, and those bigs are good passers. They can pop the ball out and Greg Gard said it's kind of like a, you know, they, this group has played together for a long time. It's a, it's a veteran group, three seniors, two juniors. That Greg Gard kind of joked it's like a YMCA-type team that just is so in sync. They play a lot. They don't look super flashy, but they get the job done. And th it's really been a tale of kind of two seasons for them. They were 4-10 and ten at one point, I think, in early January. Um, their best win was over Syracuse on the road. That was a net 86, 88, somewhere in there. Uh, they lost by three points at North Carolina State. They lost by another three points at Pittsburgh. You know, they had dealt with some COVID issues in their league. And, and then they, they turned around. Uh, I think they're 17-1 and one, uh, since kind of the middle of January. They've won 15 straight. That's the third longest winning streak in the country. They just bulldoze right through the Patriot League, uh, the Patriot League tournament. Um, clearly the best team in the league and uh, I was when I saw this this come up on on Sunday who they were playing and then I started to read a little bit about it, it kind of drew me back to 12 years ago when Wisconsin played Cornell in Jacksonville in the second round uh, Cornell was the first Ivy League school to make the NCAA, uh, make the sweet 16 in 31 years uh, the big red had the Ivy League player of the year they, were, they shot 43% from three. That was the best in the nation. They had five rotation players that shot over 39%. Small college in New York, and they just busted Wisconsin in that game. It was not even close. And how they just kind of took apart Wisconsin uh, to go to the Sweet 16. And there's, there's just a lot of similarities between this Cornell team, that Cornell team and this Colgate team. And I posted that on Twitter for a story, and I think a lot of people got mad at me because I brought <laughs> bad memories. That's the last time Wisconsin lost to a mid-major team in the NCAA tournament, so it's been a long time. But even though it's a 4-13, uh, this, this has the potential to be some of a scary matchup for Wisconsin, especially if Colgate can get hot from three-point range. So on the flip side, where do you feel Wisconsin's going to have an advantage against this team that is riding that 15-game winning streak into the tournament? Uh, just, I think size, I think some size inside could help, uh, with Steven crawl, um, with Tyler wall. I think those two post players are going to be unique, um, to, um, what Colgate hasn't seen this year. I don't think they've seen a guard anywhere near Johnny Davis. Um, so there's uh, an advantage to Wisconsin there. Um, it, it's hard to kind of figure out how good Colgate is. I mentioned like, you know, their, their 15 game winning streak and things like that, but you, know, you look at their overall season, they did not play, um, I don't think they played a quad one game the entire year. I know they didn't play a top 25 team, and I know they didn't play an NCAA tournament team this whole year. So they haven't played a lot of quality 
competition. They were 20 and six against quadrant four teams. So a good chunk of their games came against the lowest level, according to the NCAA net rankings. But again, this, this is a team that's well coached. Um, their coach has been there 11 years. His second career game as a head coach was against Wisconsin in Madison um, back in 2011, I want to say. And you, you look at the success of this group. This group has been to, I think, three NCAA tournaments in the last four years. So this isn't a first go around for them. They've been in these type of situations before. They haven't won a game yet, but they know what to expect. So um, for a lot of people that just automatically just penciled Wisconsin into the next round, you know, th- there's some there's some red flags that need to be waved here with the Badgers, especially considering Wisconsin hasn't shot the ball particularly well from three-point range this season. If they get down and they get down uh, by a substantial amount, that, that's a hard thing for this team to rely upon, the three-point shot to get back in the game, uh, just because it really hasn't been there all season long. Now, you, you talked about Colgate real quick, checking up on the latest NCAA net rankings as we were talking. Colgate, I'm number 128 in the NCAA net rankings as of right now. They're saying, let's see, oh, and I'm just making sure that I'm reading this correctly. Yeah, they are 0 and 2 in quad 1, 1 and 0 in quad 2. Uh, and yeah. one in six. Yeah, and that was the win against that was the win against Syracuse. Yeah, that that was their best win, the quad one game. I think their worst loss was maybe to Harvard. I want to say in the non-conference portion of the schedule, but again, yeah, they they haven't played a ton of of top level competition. So it'll be interesting. But again, th- this this team has a lot of confidence. They like I said, they steamrolled through the Patriot League. No one really came close to them in the in the Patriot League tournament. They have a lot of players that are season that can shoot the ball well and so this this will be a, a game for wisconsin where they'll need to be on their p's and q's defensively and they'll need to improve vastly from what we've seen over the last two games especially defensively i think wisconsin defensively the last two games they have really played very poorly i think in the first half against nebraska they were very poor especially the second half against michigan state they could not get a stop they could not just find any type of rhythm defensively. They could generate a turnover. I think Michigan State only had one turnover in the second half. Wisconsin has to play better defensively um, if they want to go far in this tournament. In your eyes, you talked about Tyler Wall and Stephen Crowell inside. How many touches do you think they'll get going in, you know, going into this contest or, or at, during this contest? And, and is there a mark you feel that, and obviously you have someone like a Johnny Davis that, can go in and slash and, and get in the paint too. But how many touches do you think Crowell and Wall will need to have to be successful to help, you know, especially if, you know, to try to counteract anything Colgate's doing from deep? Well, it kind of depends on what the the three guys in black and white stripes are going to do, right? Um, just because Wisconsin is the best when they get the ball in the post and they touch the post, whether it just be getting the ball inside for a layup or for a kickout, just moving the ball around helps this team. And Stephen Crawl is their best forward uh, in terms of just what he, the size he brings. Tyler Wall is really good too, but Tyler Wall can be so versatile that he can do so many different things. I'm talking a true low post player, and that's Stephen Crawl. But Crawl, the last couple of games, has not played well. Nebraska had some early turnovers that kind of shook his confidence. And then against Michigan State, he picked up two quick fouls and sat for most of the first half. And, you know, Chris Vogt has done some really good things here as of late, but he hasn't been that consistent offensive presence that Wisconsin needs. And he also has had foul trouble. So when you get 
past those two, you start to get in a little bit of a gray area here with what Wisconsin can really do from a reserve forward standpoint. Ben Carlson has done some nice things, but isn't consistent enough to be counted upon for those quality minutes in those type of games. We haven't seen much of Carter Gilmore here over the last several weeks, and really that's that's it for Wisconsin. So the, staying out of foul trouble, and Gard also pointed this out too, the NCAA tournament's called differently than, than Big Ten play. These are going to be crews that are not used to refing a Wisconsin game or the, a Big Ten-type game. So the, the, the probably will be called a little bit tighter. Um, so that's something that Crawl needs to be aware of, and he fully acknowledged that when we asked him about it on Tuesday, that he needs to be physical, but he needs to know where that line is so he doesn't pick up those fouls early to force him to the bench. So getting back to your original question, the more Wisconsin get the ball inside and establish a rhythm in the low post, the better. I think Wisconsin has missed that rhythm the last couple games. They haven't moved the floor enough. They, the ball movement has been stagnant. And when you do that and kind of allow teams to have the, like, you know, three on five defense, you know, they can smother you. They can double team you. They can do all these things to you to really kind of, you know, bottleneck your, your attack. And Michigan State did that in the first half, and Wisconsin had an awful first half. But because they were so good defensively, they only trailed 24-22. But then the defense kind of collapsed on them down the stretch. So it will be important for Wisconsin to get some looks early, get some shots to go in. They've missed a lot of layups here the last couple of games. Second half against Nebraska, I think they missed seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. Michigan State, same thing. They missed eight uh, for the game. I mean, these, these are shots that Wisconsin has to make around the rim, especially now in these one-and-done situations. Well, on that real quick, before we kind of get into your X factor and your predictions going forward, what is something like that where you see the missed bunnies, or as we refer to them as, uh, or those layups where they appear easy? What's the remedy for that? Slowing down. I think you've seen, especially with Crawl against Nebraska, not to pick on Stephen Crawl, but you know there, there was an opportunity for him to get a very easy layup. Um, he had no one behind him um, late in the game. I think that would either tie the game or give Wisconsin the lead, and he just rushed it. And when you rush a shot like that, um, you know, it, your percentages go down. Even a high percentage shot, when you do something that's out of your character, it just alters the timing. We saw that with Johnny Davis against Michigan State, where Johnny Davis tried to do too much in the first half, never could get his timing down in that game, and he missed 16 shots and made many bad decisions as the game wore on instead of kicking the ball out, instead of moving the ball, um, try to do it all himself like he's done so many times. But he just, without that repetition, without that confidence, or without that, you know, just that, what the this what practice gives him, the, the timing of it just all goes astray. So slowing down, rely on the fundamentals, that's going to be key for Wisconsin. And not try to get rushed. Just got to play their offense, and Wisconsin should be okay. So going into that, X Factor, who, at least in this first round matchup against Colgate, Colgate itself, who do you think is the X Factor for this contest? Can I just pen in Johnny Davis for this entire tournament <laughs> as the X Factor for Wisconsin? Wisconsin needs him to play well. Right. Wisconsin needs Johnny Davis to play well. You, we've seen the last two games when Johnny Davis has been hurt or not playing well, what happens to this team. This team grinds to a halt. Um, to be fair against Nebraska, when Davis was out in the first half with foul trouble, Wisconsin went on a scoring run. And in the second half, after Davis got hurt immediately, they went on a scoring run. But just 
him being on the floor just changes everything. It opens up the floor, creates opportunities. So having Davis on the floor is important. Keeping him out of foul trouble is important. And keeping him in the rhythm of the game is important. Davis needs to know that he doesn't need to do it all himself. And I think at the end of the season, Wisconsin started to kind of carry some of the burden off his shoulders. You saw it late in the game against Minnesota. You saw it early in games against Rutgers when he was in with foul trouble or that without him on the floor, Wisconsin did okay. Happened against Nebraska, like I just mentioned. So Davis needs to kind of rely on his teammates. And then in certain situations, he can take over games. But when he's missing 16 shots and he's making bad decisions, Wisconsin just isn't going to go far. You need him to score. You need him to play well. But you also need him to facilitate well. And that's something he didn't do against Michigan State. 1B would probably be crawl. They have crawl on the floor being productive, kind of what you saw in Minnesota uh, with his 20 points, um, with his rebounding, with his presence there. Him in the, the underneath the basket, out of foul trouble, that's also critical for Wisconsin. Okay. Key matchup for you. What, and I know you talked about three-point shooting for Colgate, but is there a key matchup that you're looking forward to watching someone versus the, you know from Wisconsin taking on someone from Colgate offense, defensive matchups at all? Just how Wisconsin will handle switches uh, on the three-point shooters. Uh, I think there's been times here over the course of the season where Wisconsin has gotten kind of out of sorts defensively, and you've it's led to wide-open shooters. Happened against Purdue, uh, against Stefanovic. Uh, happened against Michigan State, where they just will have a miss assignment and leads to wide open shots for three point shooters. And Colgate has so many of them that that just they can't get away with that. Wisconsin, they they need to be able to be sound defensively for 40 minutes because you give this team an inch with how well they move the ball. Um, this team can hurt you from the perimeter. They've hurt a lot of teams. They've started out slow in games and caught fire. Um, in, in second halves and not cooled off. So that's the matchup for me. How will Wisconsin guards and handle the switches to prevent open three-point looks? Last question for you, or in terms of this game, what's your prediction? What, what happens in that first round? Does Wisconsin move on to, you know, the round of 32 uh, to face either LSU uh, or, uh, oh gosh, who am I forgetting? Gosh, this is embarrassing. It's LSU. Iowa State. Yes. Iowa State. Iowa State, of course, yeah. It's been a long uh, day. Probably another close, close, close-ish game for Wisconsin. I can't pick a 13-4 upset. I think that's that's a little too gutsy for me. I'm a little bit more chalky with my picks in a bracket. And I, I think Wisconsin, this week off, has helped reset them to a degree. I think the, the I think the guys are in a good headspace heading into uh, this game, I think playing it near home will help them. So I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be a tight game for 30-ish minutes. I think Wisconsin has uh, has enough in the tank to be able to win this one. Uh, we'll go Wisconsin by by eight or nine, somewhere in there. And then looking deeper, how far can this team go? They've played well in close games for the most part. For most of the year, uh, slip-ups these past two contests that have resulted in losses. But, you know, we this team feels like it still has a slim margin of error, and but they've pulled through for the most part. But how do you feel this goes in in this, you know, mid to late March, and how deep can Greg Gard and his team go? 
Well, again, it's all about matchups in this tournament. And if you get the right matchups and you can exploit the right matchups, you can go pretty far. I mean, talent will take you pretty far too, but it's how you, how your sky report is and how your players react to that sky report and how you can attack another team's weakness. Um, so I, I certainly think Wisconsin can get, out, can get out of this weekend. I think they can go win two games here. Um, I would almost argue that this game will be tougher than the next one, uh, just because I think Iowa State really has been struggling. LSU doesn't have a coach right now, doesn't have a head coach after firing their coach um, before the, the tournament started. Uh, and then we'll see what happens in Chicago. Again, another close site for them if they get there. Um, they might have to face Auburn, might have to face Kansas in the Elite Eight. Those are some pretty tough matchups for them. But, you know, this team has surprised us all season long. You know, maybe they have a couple more surprises left in the tank. So, you know, I certainly think they can get out of this weekend. I think that should be the expectation, I think, for fans. And, you know, this team is expecting to win six games. Um, I'm expecting them to win one for now. And then let's see what happens after that. <laughs> Absolute last question before I let you go, Ben. Overall with this tournament, what are some key games that you're looking forward to seeing that if you're able to catch them, if you're not covering, obviously, uh, you know, the team covering Wisconsin, but what games overall in these brackets stand out the most to you and who's your pick for the national uh, champion? That's a good question. I haven't finished my bracket yet. Um, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to be watching the big 10 teams. Uh, I think Illinois against Lamont Paris is Chattanooga is going to be interesting just because Illinois has just been kind of wonky away from home this year. Um, I think Indiana is playing really well. Um, usually a first four team can win a game or two in the field 64. And I think Indiana could take out St. Mary's. Um, I, I think Purdue, I think Purdue is the most talented team in the big 10, Jake from top to bottom. And yet they haven't anything to show for it this year. They finished third in the big 10 because they lost so many close games. Then they finished runner up in the big 10 tournament. I think Purdue could be a final four team. Or they could be a first weekend uh, out in this tournament. I think that's what makes this tournament so fun, is that you just never know. So, but I, I think I think Arizona could be sneaky good. You know, I think Sean Miller for so many years could never get to the Final Four, and it'd be kind of poetic the year after they fire him, they get to the Final Four. Um, you know, Gonzaga too is a team that's always kind of been there. You know, how good are the Zags now that they're going to have some tough games week in and week out, or I should say, game in and game out. Um, you know, that's the beauty of this tournament. You can make a weird bracket, and that weird bracket wins your office pool. So I'll be watching the Big Ten teams for sure, and you know, catch all the other ones that I can when when I have the ability to. Ben, man, we always enjoy you coming on Badger Blitz TV. We need to do this more. Hopefully, it'll come up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, see how far Wisconsin goes. On that note, what coverage do you have coming up for BadgerBlitz.com, Wisconsin.Rivals.com in the coming days? Up on the side now is a Colgate preview about the three-point shooting, a story on Tyler Wall and how he does a little bit of everything for Wisconsin. Nothing new, but you know, just kind of some um, revelations to how Wall is finally healthy after that nasty ankle injury he suffered in late January. I got a cool Brad Davis and Greg Gard story. I think I've talked about this before. It's finally done. It's finally ready. That's going to be on the site tomorrow. Notes package from Milwaukee and then full coverage, uh, getting you ready for a late Friday tip-off between Wisconsin and Colgate. I'll be with free coverage badgerblitz.com. Excellent, Ben, man. As always, man, appreciate you coming on. Uh, We'll be talking soon. All right, Jake, take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. We are back here on badgerblitz.com and the badgerblitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. Jay Kokorowski, once again, big thanks to Benjamin Wargle, our senior writer who covers the men's basketball beat. Uh, you can check out all his coverage this weekend coming up on BadgerBlitz.com. And one thing to let you know, too, we're going to do something special. I talked to John McNamara, our publisher and recruiting analyst here at BadgerBlitz.com, and we're going to try to do something where we have some post-game podcasts coming up trying to kind of heighten the coverage more uh, further. Ben does great things, too, with, uh, you know, you'll see his quick hits, you'll see his takeaways, too. What we're going to try to do, too, is add one more feature to that. That's a podcast form after each game. So we'll see what time I publish this on Friday night. Uh, But we'll go over. I'll have a podcast. I'll dive into the game, the statistics, quick analysis, and then Ben's going to send me some post-game audio that we'll play at, you know, with each press conference too, uh, after the game, too. So we'll see how many we get, uh, depending on how far Wisconsin goes in the next, you know, this weekend starting, of course, you can't take the first round for granted. We'll see what happens on Sunday if they get that far and then beyond there. But we'll have a little bit of that added feature too on badgerblitz.com. But without further ado, going to play our audio with, uh, do a little recruiting stuff here on the badgerblitz.com podcast. Here is my conversation yesterday with Clint Cosgrove, a rivals.com recruiting analyst who really does a great job with the Midwest prospects. We talk about two Midwest prospects that received offers from Wisconsin in the past week with four-star quarterback J.J. Cole and, as well, five-star quarterback Dante Moore. So without further ado, here is Clint Gosgrove on Badger Blitz TV yesterday with me, and you're hearing this on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. We got Clint Cosgrove. Man, you've been busy, man. You just got back from Miami, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was a quick trip. It was a warm trip. I got a little sunburn, but it was a great trip. There's a lot of talent down there, especially the skill. Really impressive. So, no, it was a great time. Uh, been putting out the content from that all week, from player predictions to evals to a uh, little bit of everything. So, and then also trying to you know do the podcasts and uh, the 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 recruiting updates. So it's it's been a busy week. I don't have a Rivals camp this next weekend, but I am going to the Under Armour camp in Columbus, Ohio. So I'll still be camping. <laughs> <laughs> it is nonstop for, for you, Clint, man. We appreciate your time. This is a weekly Q&A, folks, for those that don't know. It's our t- chance uh, for subscribers of BadgerBlitz.com. We basically, every Monday, I send out a little thread on our BadgerBlitz.com forum saying, hey, 
Clint speaking with us again. We'd love for y'all to provide some questions and ask uh, on the recruiting side of things. With that, we had quite a few. We're going to break those up in the next couple of weeks. Let's start off uh, talking with, and of course, you know, you and I talk about 2023 quarterback Avery Johnson last week, and he was at that time the only offer for Wisconsin in terms of quarterbacks for the 2023 class. Well, lo and behold, two go out <laughs> right after that. Uh, let's start off with the most recent one. Four-star kid, J.J. Cole, has about 15 offers, 5.8 rating by rivals, number 228 player in the country, number 10 uh, pro-style quarterback. Clint, uh, people were asking just what – what skill sets does J.J. Cole have, and how do you feel it could fit it within the Wisconsin offense? Um, I mean, he's kind of your prototypical pro-style quarterback. He's a big kid, you know, around 6'6", 225. Um, he can throw the ball. He's, he's got a big arm. He, uh, like I said, he's a big kid. He's got all the tools. He can make every level of throw. Uh, he's pretty accurate. The thing that you like about him as well is – um, he's pretty mobile at his size. Uh, now, uh, I'm not saying that you're going to run the zone read with him every play, but, you know, he's big enough to run QB power. He's big enough to get involved in the QB run game. And uh, just, you know, he, he comes from a football family. His dad's uh, Jamie Cole, who's the all-time leading scorer at Iowa State as a kicker, and he owns uh, Cole's Kicking, which is basically one of two big services that rates all the kickers, does all the kicking instruction and kicking camps. Um, so football background, great kid, really smart. Like I said, strong arm, all the intangibles has the size. Uh, and you know, what people really like him about him as a pro style quarterback is his ability to, uh, make, make plays, uh, well, extend plays with his feet and also be used occasionally in the, in the QB run game. So looking at that then too, he has 15 offers, right? That includes from Iowa State, from Iowa. Looking at, I think, Florida State, Penn State. Florida State, yep. yeah. What, in your eyes, you know, Wisconsin, I believe I'm not mistaken, he's visited Wisconsin previously. Just what are the chances do you feel Wisconsin could have with him, you know, coming into this, you know, at this time of the recruiting cycle and just, you know, what their chances could be going forward? forward? Uh, it's funny because I was just texting with him yesterday because I heard a rumor that he uh, might commit to Iowa State, but uh, he said that no, he's he's finishing up basketball season and then he's going to go on his visits. Um, I think they probably next to Iowa State, where his dad plays uh, and is close to home, or where his dad played. Um, I think Wisconsin will be in it to the end. To be honest, he's he's that type of kid. Uh, I could see him staying in the Midwest. Uh, I could see him being uh, seeing himself as a good fit in the offense. Uh, I'm sure his dad, you know, has a lot of respect for the Wisconsin program as well. Uh, he's a winner. Uh, I mean, and uh, I, I think Wisconsin will definitely be in his recruitment. Uh, I'm not ready to say that he's at the top of it, but he does like Wisconsin. Uh, and then also, you know, you've got Iowa State and then Iowa digging around a little bit with him as well. Uh, you know, and then you get those those big name offers like Penn State, and Florida State. Uh, I don't know, you know, where he's at with them. I have a feeling he's going to continue to get more because the more you watch him and then this spring when people see him throw in person and realize how big he really is and how big his arm is, I believe he'll pick up even more offers. But I think he'd like to get that decision done before his season. So 
but I do see Wisconsin being in the running for him. So within that too, the other offer, uh, a bigger offer too, uh, you have a four-star quarterback in J.J. Cole. Then you go to Dante Moore out of Michigan, five-star player. You look at Rivals.com. I'm staring at his profile right now, Clint. I mean, this is a prospect at uh, 6.1 rating, number six overall in the nation. Wisconsin, you know, last week decides to put out an offer. You know, I guess within that, you know, what what intangibles does Moore possess at this junction, at this, you know, time? And uh, no, same question with J.J. Cole. What could be the chances with Wisconsin? Is it too late with the checking one more time the 36 offers according to Rivals.com that he already has? Yeah, he might even uh, have more than that. Uh, uh, well, let's start with his skill set. Uh, he is absolutely incredible. He is a winner. He is extremely accurate. His ball placement is incredible. He is surgical the way he picks apart defenses. He makes very few mistakes. He knows where to go with the ball every time, and the ball's usually in the exact place that it needs to be, whether it be a back shoulder throw. Um, you know, He also knows how to put touch on it, but he can also you know, gun it in there when he needs to. Uh, you know, When you're talking about five-star quarterbacks, you're kind of projecting as a future first-round draft pick. When you look at him like that, uh, you know, maybe the biggest question would be arm strength. I'm not saying that he doesn't have it. I, I'm just not sure if it's elite. Uh, but then you, know, you think back and, and quarterbacks that I would consider, compare him to, he's a Joe Montana, Tom Brady style quarterback. Very smart with the football, understands coverages, uh, you know, knows where to go with the ball, puts the ball in the perfect place, and he's a winner. So, uh, he is a very, very good quarterback. Uh, I've been, you know, when he was a four-star, I pushed for him to be a five-star really hard. Uh, and there, there was, there wasn't really a discussion about it. Everybody else, uh, felt the same way. He's got an edge to him too. I mean, uh, you know, great kid, nice kid. Uh, but on the football field, you know, he's going to go out there and, you know, and try to get after you. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's the winner. I think he had him, I, I don't know, maybe one loss last year. Uh, but uh, and he's very smart with the ball. So there's a lot to like about him. Very few weaknesses, if any. And uh, he's 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 pretty college ready right now. And so within that, oh, there we go. I would say so. I guess chances with Wisconsin is it kind of too late in the game? Do you feel with that uh, with with that offer? Um, I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean. It's, it's not far from home, and uh, Wisconsin's a winning program, and I know that's important to him, especially coming from King, where he's part of a winning program. Uh, their kids from, you know, King go a little bit everywhere, uh, you know, and, and there's not like a set place that all those kids go. So from that standpoint, yeah, Wisconsin has a chance. Uh, I just see him going to a big national name-type school, uh, whether it be a you know a Miami or or, or something like that, uh, he's going to go. Uh, and I know he's close with a lot of the other five star receivers, so um, I, I think it's going to be a, a uphill battle for him. But at the same time, uh, I wouldn't count Wisconsin out. He's he's going to look at all his options. He's going to make an informed decision. He's going to be very analytical about it. Uh, so it's, you know, you got to shoot your shot. And, uh, if you want to be the best, you got to go after the best. He'd be a perfect fit in the offense. Uh, he's, you know, he, he could come in and potentially play right away and win right away. So, 
There's a lot to like about him. I understand why they offer him. They've had success in Michigan. I'm sure he knows some kids on the team. And uh, like I said, you got to shoot your shot. So we'll see what happens with it. I don't think that Wisconsin will uh, will be a finalist for him. But then again, what do I know? Uh, I don't. It's not like I talk to the kid every day, and uh, you never know what he's thinking and where his his head is at uh, in his recruitment. And Clint, as we let you go, man, what can we expect of you from you coming up this week on Rivals.com with you? Great recruiting analysis. Uh, I got a couple. Uh, interviews with, with guys who went on visits or, or received offers recently. I still have a couple uh, articles that have to go out from guys that I interviewed down at the uh, Rivals Camp Series in Miami. Um, and then, like I said, going to the Under Armour Camp this weekend in Ohio. So I'll have a lot of content from that, uh, write-ups and, uh, and recruiting updates from, from top kids in the Midwest who will be there. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of good players there. So uh, staying busy, uh, uh, trying to stay awake and, uh, just having fun doing it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a, a job that, that never really stops, but part of the reason it never stops is because you enjoy it so much and, and you live it and, uh, you know how that goes. So, uh, a lot, a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of stuff coming up. We still have a lot more rivals camp series events. So look for coverage on that. They have Charlotte this weekend. I would be there except I'm in Columbus. After that, I think we have maybe New Orleans or Dallas. I'll be at both of those. So uh, going to keep grinding on the camp circuit. Recruiting never sleeps, and, and so doesn't uh, Clint Cosgrove, for that matter, my friend. I appreciate your time, as always. We'll tune in, and we'll talk to you next week here on the Badger Blitz Weekly uh, Recruiting Q&A. Looking forward to it. And from there, folks, we'll wrap up today's edition of the BadgerBlitz.com power, podcast powered by Overtime Media. I'm Jacob Karowski again. Again, those are just the samplings on our YouTube channel. Great content, too. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is free, folks, so you don't have to worry about paying any money there. Uh, Same thing with this podcast, right? Apple, Spotify, Google, where podcasts are, that's where we'll be. Give us a like. Give us, you know, and give us a review. We'd love to improve our product further. Again, tune in later this week, at the very least for Friday, early Saturday, where really, you know, we're going to have great content from Ben Wargo on the written form, but we're also going to have, hopefully at least, there's going to be at least one podcast where we recap the game too. So tune in for that. On top of that, you know, badgerblitz.com, we have that great promo going on. Again, new users, go to badgerblitz.com, enter promo code badgers22. Guess what? 22 bucks for an entire year, your first year of subscription there with badgerblitz.com. Again, promo code badgers22 for new users, 22 bucks for your first year as a member of rivals.com and badgerblitz.com. Two, and uh, again, that's less than two bucks a month, folks. That's It's a great deal. Over 40 years of experience of Ben, John, myself, uh, and Raul for that matter, Raul Vasquez. Give us a chance to earn your business long-term that route. Uh, for that matter, folks, wisconsin.rivals.com, badgerblitz.com, or where you can find us. For me, at Jake Coco on Twitter. For Ben, at uh, the Badger Nation, John McNamara, at McNamara Rivals. Raul, Raul V45. And, again, this is a great time to tune in. It, a lot going on. Recruiting, March Madness, spring football, all rolled into one amazing month. Y'all be well. Take care. May the brackets be ever in your favor. 
this year. We'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you later this week on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast.